Hi, welcome to Tales and Treasures of Taiwan. This is a show about a multitude of cultural facets here in Taiwan, from religions to customs, festivals to tourism, performing arts to indigenous culture, and of course, the culinary goodness of Formosa. It's your one-stop shop to all things Taiwan, and I'm your host, Joey. 欢迎大家收听台湾文化新视野，我是主持人 Joey。台湾早期的先民从中国大陆沿海渡过黑水沟，来到了福尔摩沙，经历了不同时期的变迁，而保留下来的历史记忆，以一府、二路、三艋甲七个字，见证了台湾由南而北的开发史。这个月，我们将一起来探讨台湾古城的历史与文化。Taiwan's history. Is closely tied to the development of trading ports along the western coastline, from the Spanish, the Dutch, the French, the English, the Japanese, and to the Chinese. Taiwan's major cities were all built by industrious merchants and tradesmen who came to the island for a better future. This month, let's explore Formosa's biggest settlements through the development of its economic history. This week. We'll talk about the historical development of Taiwan's ports and coastal cities. Inviting to the show is Professor Luo of Mingchuan University. This week, we'll explore Taiwan's largest ports and coastal cities. Inviting to the show is Professor Luo of Mingchuan University. Inviting to the show is Professor Luo of 可是后来怎么会先有政府管制，然后最后变成了首都呢？一八八四年就发生了清法战争，就法国人因为越南问题跟中国打起来，所以法国就跑来打台湾，把台湾打下来，让清朝投降。嗯哼，从淡水跟基隆打，那清朝就派了一个人叫刘铭传，嗯，就来对抗法国人。巡抚，对，这时候才发现说。台湾北部是空的，嗯，没有人管，所以刘铭传才开始留在台北，然后建设台北。再来一个，他发现北部有钱人比较多，<笑>他后来因为要建台湾省嘛，嗯，那要收钱，是是是，北部比较有钱，所以他就把他大部分的经费花在台北，而且还盖铁路。嗯，其实他的铁路是为了运茶叶的，嗯，不是为了运人哈，运运到哪里去？他计划从新竹盖到基隆，为什么盖基隆呢？因为我刚不是讲说茶叶是租到淡水，然后就就运到厦门，这一波都是英国人赚走。嗯哼，就是你知道从到淡水，全部就是英国人的船在载，英国人赚走了。嗯嗯，那刘铭传也想赚呐、啊，嗯哼，可是他不能从淡水赚呐、啊，所以他才开一条铁路往基隆去，他自己买船。从基隆再再出去去，所以请问这个就是基隆港兴起的？对，基隆港最开始的原因，就是因为刘铭传要避开在淡水的英国人，所以你看我们铁路为什么要走基隆，很麻烦呢、欸，还要经过一座山那个狮球岭，还开得很辛苦啊，是这个原因。所以这是第二波，所以刘铭传就开始建设台北，在十年后一八九五就日本人来。嗯，当然就从北部来，嗯，因为这时候的整个台湾的经济已经进到了北部，嗯哼，那日本人当然也是主要都在建设台北，建设最多，嗯哼，所以这就是
经济从南部往北部，所以我们有时候听到一府二路三蒙角，好像感觉哎，台湾的发展好像本来就应该从南到北，嗯哼，其实不是啦。因缘际会，你有很多波折哈。<笑>就是台北变成天龙国哈，我觉得他算是 lucky 了。嗯哼，他真的很幸运，因为也只不过你看到现在这样算起来，一百多年而已。嗯，那他其实是不小心，而且你知道为什么？你知道早期台北是一座湖哎。嗯，我只知道是盆地，但是一开始是都是水啊。这个其实有两个阶段啊。呃在台湾岛刚出现的时候、嗯，因为台北是盆地嘛，嗯、台湾海峡水会灌进来，曾经在台湾历上大概有呃几千年的时间，嗯，后来就慢慢陆地就跑出来、嗯、然后在清朝的时候是在康熙年间，应该算一六九四年，嗯，发生一个叫康熙大地震，嗯、然后有一些地方就崩落，嗯、然后呢？就水就进来，哦、就流进来，就进来、嗯。所以台北曾经有呃，一直到十七世纪中，嗯，才慢慢。所以你知道早期哈、哦，要来台北开垦的人，像我们现在台北几个地方，像圆山啦、啊，嗯，像我们民传大学在的那个山坡，嗯、哦、像那个芝山岩、嗯，那个比较高的地方就是湖边，嗯嗯哼嗯哼，哈、哦，湖边、嗯，所以他们可能只是申请这里。可是等到那个地慢慢跑出来的时候，就都他的了。嗯哼，当台北有钱人也是可以这样打，<笑>有眼光了。所以为什么台湾台北比较晚开发？嗯，没有地方开啊，嗯、它是水边。嗯，所以你知道早期人哈、哦、很怕台北哎，把台北叫张力之地，张力之地。嗯、OK， 就是说那个地方哈、哦、是一个气候很不好、嗯，然后你去那边很容易生病。Northern Taiwan was largely ignored by Qing Dynasty government until a foreign war eventually drew attention to it. In 1884, France and China went to war over who would control northern Vietnam. As a part of that conflict, French forces assaulted Taiwan from Danshui and Jilong to force the hand of the Qing government to negotiate. The Qing government dispatched a general, Liu Mingchuan, to drive the French out. After that war ended, Liu discovered that northern Taiwan was largely ungoverned, so he began developing Taipei, which he used as his base of operations. It was also around this time that they discovered that northern Taiwan was relatively wealthy, and Liu used some of that wealth to fund his campaign to have Taiwan upgraded from a prefecture into a province. A decade later, when the Japanese took over, they too focused on northern Taiwan, as that area was now center of Taiwan's economic development. The Japanese developed the north, and specifically Taipei, paving the way for the capital to become the city we know today. Professor Luo says, in her opinion, Taipei is lucky to exist at all. A large number of different factors had to conspire to create the circumstances leading to its rise. The area went from basically wilderness to a thriving metropolis in just about a century. And that's it for our conversation about the history of development of Taipei. Tomorrow, we'll continue to talk about how Taipei came to be the thriving metropolis it is today. This is another tales and treasures of Taiwan. I'm Joey. Have a good night.